All right, you already know, man, it's your boy, Saint. Campaign season here top. We back again before the year is out, 2022, getting ready for 2023. It's time to free the mind. Talk about some real stuff, man. You got to free yourself of bondage. So, yes, sir. Well, in just about 15 seconds from now, it'll be 1990. They're gathered down below as we say goodbye to 1989. The ball is moving. The crowd sees it. You can hear them. Oh, can you ever hear them? They know when it hits the bottom, it'll be 1990, goodbye to the 80s. time and time again. I only talk to people I want to talk to. I don't speak to people that I respect. And I respect this brother a lot so much. In fact, that I decided to end my year talking to the man himself. I'm going to let him introduce himself to the people. Appreciate it, brother. Y'all know we back again. It's your boy, Saint. Back with Campaign. Hilltop. Y'all know what time it is. Ending the year outright. Explain to me why we're here. 
Because last last time we linked up, you know, we was in the studio. We yeah, I wanted to introduce you to people that may not have encountered you yet. Right. This conversation feels a little different. We're in your element. I feel like mm-hmm. you've brought me into your home where you do, where you make your art, where you do mm-hmm. your magic. Mm-hmm. What is the significance of this uh, location? Where are we at right now? Um. Well, for me, we home. We inside of um where I let myself free, where I really tell the truth. Um, a lot of times when it came to me, man, like my communication wasn't necessarily always the best. So a lot of times I never said what I really should have said or what I really wanted to say till it was time to get in the studio. So I felt like, let me come home. Let me come to where I'm most comfortable, where I can be the most honest and be the most open me of who I am. So. Last time we linked up, uh, I alluded to everybody that uh, may be excited and to some rappers that may be nervous that mm-hmm. Saint was coming. Mm-hmm. The project is, do you, do you have any updates on it? We just not even gonna touch on it. Oh, we no, just, no, we, we just working. gonna let them. We working. We learn always. We working. Just know 2023 is coming. 2023, new music, new project, also um, Unplug 4.0. So it's huge. 2023 is about to be a major breakthrough year for me. What's on your heart as we close out this year? This year has kind of flown past a little bit. Like, what was this year for you? What would you call this chapter? That's a good question. Um, healing. I had to heal this year. I had to heal from a lot. Um, but I realized, and that's why I wanted to do this, because I realized I had to heal from uh, my past. You know what I'm saying? Like, I couldn't, I had to free myself from bondage. I, I, I got tired of bringing the same um, me or a lot of them same cycles into the new year and dragging that shit out. So I wanted to really just be open and honest with myself and with the people and really just get out on the table. Um, just issues, you know what I'm saying? Certain things I've been battling, battling with, with myself, um, mental health being one that I feel like we don't really speak on a lot as um as black men and mm-hmm. black people in our community. And I it's funny, bro, because I really didn't really realize what my health was mentally till this year. On a on a serious level. So that's why I was like, you know what? And that's why I hit you, because I'm like, man, it's time to really address a lot of this shit. And it's time to just get it out and free, like I said, free myself of bondage. And I felt like who better to do it with than my brother campaign? Because at the end of the day, I know you're going to pull out the best. And I know you're going to ask the necessary questions to really, you know, get this in the forefront. I'm honored. Uh, that, that means a lot to me. Um, that's a heavy topic you you, you you bring up when you talk about mm-hmm. your mental health. How is your mental health these days? Uh, it's getting better. Um I struggle with a lot, man, and, and this year, like I said, it was it was a healing year for me. I went through a lot, you know what I'm saying? Losing my mom was one of the biggest hits that I took, so I had to learn to, I had to learn how to cope, man, and adapt, you know what I'm saying? But I, I felt like after that, I felt like people was trying to normalize me, and it's like, bro, ain't, there's no normalization after that. There's no, um... Life just going back to regular after that. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's what people gotta understand. When you take certain blows in life, especially losing a parent or a loved one that was close to you, you ain't normal after that. Can't at all. And we'll we'll, you know, we'll tap and more into that. But I feel like a lot of things start from the beginning. 
So with me, it got to go back to the beginning of of what led up to the point where I'm at now. Let's go back there. Let's run it. If you had to retell your story, I heard there's a documentary coming. I can't wait to see it. I hope you do a, a screening in Pine Hills mm-hmm. so that I can uh, bring my whole family out to see it. Because I think you are not perfect. Mm-hmm. And I think even in your imperfection, that makes you such an important figure for a lot of the young men we have coming up. I have, right. a, I have a young brother in, a, in, this, in the room with us right now. And it's so weird getting us as black men to kind of speak on how mm-hmm. are you feeling? Like, where is your mind at right now? Like, when 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 me and my me and, me and Kelly link up and and he goes to touching on some of the things that aren't normal, right. that that we have to thug through. Like, you kind of see why we're all of us are kind of unified in that damage. Like, we're all damaged right, in, right, in right, a way, shape, sure. or form. So, how do you? Where do you take us to where you want to begin in terms of unpacking your story? All right. Well, where, we'll start from the beginning. Um, so, from the beginning, being born into this world where, <clears throat> so fresh out of my mom's womb, my biological mom's womb, I'm taken by the state. So, we're going to start with abandonment. That's one. Mm-hmm. It's stages to this. That's what people got to understand. It's stages to where you at mentally. So. Stage one is abandonment, which is the biggest for me that I feel like I had to realize this year. Um, so just being taken from the state, being in a foster home, uh, eventually being adopted um, by my mother who uh, passed away. So being adopted, moving to Daytona, um, not understanding as a child, I didn't know what the fuck adopting meant. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I knew at the same time, like it was something in me that knew, okay, I come from somewhere else. I didn't know really where or really what what was going on, but I knew like, okay, I come from somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? And I, I never forget, uh, me and my sister, she was also adopted um from another family, uh by another family. Um, so we was on a School bus. We was in like the same. Our mama put us in like the same little after school program. Some summer. It was either a summer program, after school program, or something. So, so yeah, we on the school bus, right? So my sister, I sat in the in in front of my sister. It was her, her friend behind us. So I never forget her friend was like, and she might not even remember this, but I remember certain things you'll never forget. So her friend was like, oh, um, how y'all brother and sister? Y'all don't look nothing alike. Then she was like, um. Miss Frazier, y'all real mama? That ain't y'all real mama. And I remember my sister be like, nah, that ain't my mama. And then to me in my eyes, I remember that shit had kind of fucked me up, but I was also mad because I'm like, how you gonna say that ain't my mama and she take care of us? You know what I'm saying? Like right. to me it was just like, like, what? You know what I'm saying? Like I just You're not it even just qualified threw me. to speak on that. It threw me. Now she was older at the time, but it really threw me, and I'm just kinda like, damn. But it also had me thinking like Damn, where my mom at? Like, why why I see everybody, you know, they with they real parents. Like, well, where, where my parents at? Like, and don't get me wrong, my mama raised me, it's my heart, my everything, but I'm just wondering why. You know what I'm saying? Right. It wasn't like a why of, oh, I want to go with my real mama. Just like, well, damn, why? Just curiosity. Just curiosity. Why? So I battle with that. So and then we're gonna fast forward a little bit. I'm going through now at this time of being a child, like my childhood is still, it's still grand. I ain't gonna front. Like, my mom really 
took me in and she raised me, man, and she really gave me a great experience as a child. And on top of the fact that, luckily, through the grace of God, the guys I was raised with are still my best friends to this day. So I'm coming up with a group of guys where it's like, all right, we locked in. So I'm not... Everything that I felt like was taken from me as a child, God replaced it. So now my life is based on strangers becoming family. Keep that in mind. Strangers are now becoming family. So now I'm growing up. Now I'm not even thinking about my biological side of none of that this whole time. Boom, let's fast forward to high school. I'm in like probably maybe my freshman or sophomore year or something like that. I'm in class. It was the two sisters. They sat, they sat with me. Well, one sat right next to me. The other one sat behind me. Right. We was in conversation just talking. And I'll never forget, one of them turned around. She was like, Ralph, what you, um, what you mix with? I'm like, huh? She's like, what you mix with? I said, I'm like, nigga, I'm black. So then that got my wheels turning too. I'm like, damn. Well, I wonder why, you know what I'm saying? Like, where I come from? Like, what's, what's, what made her ask me that? So now my wheels turning again. So one day, and I guess my mom had been waiting on me to ask her for a while. So one day, um, me and her just talking, and I was like, hey, mom. She was like, what's up? I'm like, nah, I want to tell you this, but I'm like, I don't want you to think I'm trying to leave you. And I just want to, you know, I was like, I want to know where I come from. She was like, all right. She said, wait right on. She went in the room. She got a birth certificate, my birth certificate. This is my very first time seeing my parents' name on paper, seeing their name, period. Mm. So for me, that was a huge stepping stone because it's like, damn, I, I come from somewhere. So I'm, I'm seeing their names. So I'm like, that was, I'm talking about that shit alone. Honestly, bro, just seeing their names, I probably didn't even have to never meet them in person. That alone just showed me I'm somebody because you got to remember now I'm growing up with an identity crisis. I don't know who I am. On top of the fact that, yes, my mother who raised me took me in, gave me her last name. Her last name ain't even her, her um, main last name. She kept the last name of the nigga she divorced mm. and gave it to us. So now I'm, I'm even more kind of like, because uh, now I got this man last name. I ain't never met this nigga to this day. Never even met him. So you see how that can kind of, yeah. so I'm just kind of in a, in a ruffle like, damn. Like, where do I come from? Even though when you say the phrase your last name, you think of my mom. You know what I'm saying? Like, even in the city, like, people always referred to my mom. They never referred to him. But it was still like, this isn't... This isn't our flag. This isn't mine. Exactly. This isn't mine, per se. So then, so yeah, high school, boom, boom, boom. She gave me a birth certificate, see the parents' names or whatever. So from now, um, and I'm trying to stay in the timeline of everything. So from there... Okay, we start the process of trying to uh, locate my my people. So um, one day I come home from school. Now this probably months done went by. Coming from school, my sister like, hey, I talked to your brothers and sisters. I'm like, huh? She like, I talked to your real brothers and sisters. I said, no, you didn't. Come on, see, she play around a lot. She like, I swear. She was like, um, I told him you was in school. You should be getting off the bus soon. They gonna call back in a couple hours. I'm like, all right, whatever. So then they called and I talked to them, and then they got me in contact with my biological mom. Boom, 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 boom. So now I'm in contact with my biological mom. Um, in contact, got in contact with my biological dad. So now I'm kind of in the mix of it. this. Where the disappointment come? I don't went into this shit thinking. 
okay, I done found my people. Mind you, yeah. I found them. Yeah. Number one. They ain't find me, I found them. So now I'm going into this thing thinking like, okay, shit finna be Gucci. Like, yeah, I done found my real people. You know what I'm saying? Like, we finna build, you know, the relationship. I ain't finna worry about the past shit. We gonna build from here, boom, boom, boom. Shit ain't happen that way. So, and it's, this one I understood, you gotta be careful what you ask for when you pray to God. Because I'm thinking like, now that I'm finna, now that I done got my biological people together. Yeah. In my head, I'm thinking, okay, it's up from here. Not necessarily realizing it wasn't, that wasn't God's intention. It was just simply, okay, I'm gonna show you where you come from. You wanna know where you come from? I'm finna show you where you come from. And I learned, like, the hard way, you know what I'm saying? So then I had to understand, like, then it put me in the mindset of, damn, I was better off probably not knowing them. Because what I expected wasn't what came to me. So now, mentally, I'm back in the situation where I'm like, fuck. Now I'm back to square one. On top of the fact that now it's time for me to go off to college. So at this point, I ain't, my mom was like, oh, you going to fam, you family, boom, boom, boom. I wasn't trying to go, I was trying to go to full sale off top. I'm like, I ain't trying to go to fam, but, and take it back real quick. So before even me going to fam, my whole life while she raising me, oh, what you gonna be? Oh, he gonna be a doctor lawyer. My mom is already instilling in me, this is what you're going to do. Not saying she was wrong as a parent, but what she never asked was what I wanted to do. Right. I never wanted, I knew I wasn't going to do none of that shit. First off, I ain't finna be no damn doctor. I ain't, I ain't finna put nobody life in my hands. That's number one. Number two, I don't even like seeing other people's blood. Number three, that's a lot of schooling. I ain't really care for school like that. I was always good in school, but I'm like, okay, I have to be here. So I'm doing this because I got to be here. I was always a hands-on learner. Mm. I learned from observing. I've always been observing. I, I always knew, for some reason, in my mind, even as a child, I knew, okay, these textbooks gonna only take me so far. You, you gotta prepare your, your life for the reality. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why if you look at most street niggas, they some of the smartest men in the world. Absolutely. The fact that a nigga can break down dope, know how to cook it, know how to wear it, know what it, what it's supposed to weigh, you know how to serve it, what the price supposed to be. You know what the market Nigga, is for it. On the market, you a businessman and you a scientist. They don't realize it, though. For you to know how to break down weight, measure it, know where it's supposed to be at, that's, you know what I'm saying? Like That's why they took them out the community. Exactly. So, but getting back on, on track, um, so yeah, I'm fighting this the whole time, so that's part of the identity crisis. I'm going through this shit, because now, Part of the identity crisis is my mom is trying to steal me. She wants me to be this. Now, like I said, as a parent, she was not wrong because every parent wants the best for their child. You want to try to mold your child to be what you want them to be, but you got to understand your child is going to go through that phase where they need to be who they need to be, who they're going to be and who they destined to be. So that's what God come in. So before I get, I found God, though, I'm still going through all this other shit. So I get to college. My granddad, on my biological dad's side, he stayed in Quincy. I'm in Tallahassee, right? Yeah. He stayed in Quincy. Quincy probably on like 30 minutes from Tallahassee, whatever. I'll call him, um, cause my dad at this point, he like, you know, I'm starting, I'm still trying to get to know my biological side. Cause even though I found him and I've met him, I still don't know everybody and I'm still learning. Because I'm raised with the woman who took me in. I know her family. I know my uncles on from her, her brothers, I know all my cousins on that. So I know them. 
That's the family I was with. Holidays. That's the family we going. Classic weekend. Orlando on the weekends because she's from Apopka. So we constantly up and down from Daytona to Orlando. So I'm knowing them like the back of my hand. So now I got to get to know where I'm really from and my people. So long story short, I get in contact with my granddad. He like, oh, I'm going to come see you. Da, 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 da. So he come see me. We go to the mall. We, um, we eat lunch or whatever. That was it. He never came back. Hmm. So once again, abandonment. Now I'm back to square one again. Boom. As a grown man, y'all don't want me. Why? I ain't do nothing. I ain't, first off, I ain't ask you for nothing. I ain't you for nothing financially. I ain't you for no money. None. I just ask for your time. I want to know who you are. You should want to know who I am. Came to see me one time. Conversation was like mild. And then it's like, okay, boom. You never came back. And I'm hitting him up, and I'm telling my dad, like, yeah, I'm hitting granddad up, but he ain't, you know, he ain't really answering the phone no more. Oh, you know, well, that's, you know, he he probably out working in the yard. Da, da, da. Okay, cool. That excuse worked a couple times, but then it's getting to the point where I'm realizing, like, okay, he ain't trying to be fucked up with me. That's cool. Whatever. So, going through this. Slow so down. Slow down. Slow down. So. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot, bro. In all of this, what is the dominant emotion you're feeling? Abandoned. But abandonment manifests in what way? Are you more depressed? Are you more sad? Are you angry? At this point, it's more angry. You punching walls and shit? Not punching walls. Like, all right, so, and that's another thing, too. Everybody, uh... Because I'm getting angry just listening to it. Right. Everybody has their way of lashing out. So, I was angry, but I wasn't, like, lashing out on other people. You know what I'm saying? I'll just get quiet. That's me. Like, I wouldn't never, oh, fuck you. I, I, I wouldn't cuss people out. I wouldn't hurt nobody. I wouldn't, like, uh, punch walls. I wouldn't damage shit. I just get quiet. When shit really bothers me, yeah. I, I do this. I just get in my shell. I don't say nothing to nobody. And people would, obviously, you could tell there's something wrong with somebody, but I'm just like, oh, no, I'm straight. I'm still with my dogs. I'm still, at this point, me and Tone, we linked up in college. I'm with Tone, like, on straight. He don't even know none of this shit. And I'm probably with Tone every day at this point. So he don't even know what's going on. Oh, I'm straight. I'm straight. I win. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm just battling this shit. I'm just like, all right, let's get, let's, fuck it. That's cool. What's next? And that's how, I, that, that was my problem. I was so used to just throwing shit under the rug because I'm already used to abandonment and already used to the L's I'm taking. I'm just like, all right, fuck it. Right. What's next? Whatever. I ain't tripping. It is what it is. Day problem. And I'm I'm not realizing, okay, yeah, it's day problem, but it's my problem too because it's affecting me. So now, that's the granddad shit, right? So um, now I'm battling the school shit too because in my head, I'm like, damn, I really don't want to be here. Like, I'm... I'm I'm still like, I don't want to be here. You know what I'm saying? Like, one thing I can say, I'm glad I did go to FAM because the networking is amazing and I, I definitely made the connect still to this day. But I just knew school wasn't, that one, that ain't it for me. What kept you there? Uh, trying not to disappoint my mom. That's the only, that, bro, that's what kept me there for as long as it did. I'm, I'm trying not to, because I know. She was so big on education, and she valued education. You know what I'm saying? Because she was an educator herself. My mom was a teacher, principal, counselor, all that. And she helped a lot of kids get in college. So I'm trying, I'm, fight, I'm fighting not disappointing her, which is on top of them. Keep in mind, now this is added pressure yeah. on top of that. Because being that she was an educator, I'm just kind of like, fuck. Now I'm in this position of pressure where it's like, 
I got him. So was there a fear that she would reject or abandon you behind the school shit? All right, so I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell him to get to that. So time going to get to the point where I'm like, yeah, this ain't it. I weigh out my pros and cons for months. I'm like, okay, if I drop out, it's going to be a way harder road. I can do this. I can pick up a trade, whatever. If I stay in school, I can, you know, keep doing this, get the degree. But I got to worry about loans, student loans, debt, all this shit. So I'm like, fuck it. And now, but God gives you signs. Like one thing I always did, no matter any decision I made, I let God talk to me first before I made it. So God was already kind of showing me signs. And I'm not saying God was telling me drop out, but what I'm saying is God was giving me the tools I needed to prepare to prepare me if I was going to make that decision. Because one thing I learned about God, he'll sit back and let you make the decision you want to make. But if you make this decision, I'm going to give you what you need to kind of hold you afloat, but you still got to figure this out on your own. So I was like, I got to call my dog in Atlanta at the time. He like, man, what you got going on, bro? I'm like, man, shit, I'm trying to figure this shit out. Like, I'm not fucking with school. He like, fuck it, bro. Cut on the A. He was like, I'm, I'm kind of on the same shit you on. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I'm out here. I'm working the locks. You on the music shit. Bro, let's do this shit. Like, come to the A. So, ironically, now I'm still thinking about it. I got the phone with him. Ironically, I get another phone call from somebody maybe like a week later. They like, hey, what you doing this specific weekend? I'm going to Atlanta. You want to ride with me? Boom. God. That's how I looked at it. So I'm like, fucking nigga, I'm gone. Bro, I tell you not. Mind you, my mama still think I'm in school. She don't know I'm leaving. Yeah. I pack my bag, bro. I pack a bag, dog. I literally left Tally. I moved to Atlanta with $5 to my pocket. That's all I had. To my name was five fucking dollars, bro. I swear. So... Old girl comes, she scooped me. Now, she don't even know I'm moving that bitch. She thinking I'm just sliding for the weekend. So we get there and boom, boom, boom. It's time, it come time to leave. She like, all right, you ready? I say, nah. Um, I say, well, I'm going to stay for a couple of days. You're going to be straight. Like, I'll give you some gas when you need to get back. You're going to be straight. She like, nah, I'll be straight, boom, boom, boom. She like, you sure you good? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. She don't know I'm staying. I done moved. See what I'm saying? Only person who knew I was moving to Atlanta was Tom. That was it. Nobody know I'm gone. So now I done dropped out of film. That shit dead. I'm in Atlanta. I, I don't know. I know this is for the documentary. Dude, I don't know if we want to talk about the girl situation yet, but... What do you mean? Why not? How, how, I, I was going to ask, how did you, how did that situation with your grandfather and the abandonment, how did that manifest in your relationships? But now you're telling me that you told Shorty you was going to be back in five days? Nah, so no. So this was just a friend. Okay. See what I'm saying? So she was already going up to Atlanta I was about to say, that's a this this wild weekend. No, 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 no. I went at this point, I ain't had no letter nothing. Cool. So yeah, I'm I'm leaving Tally with no baggage other than school. You know what I'm saying? I'm leaving with nothing. So I'm going, and in my head, that's another reason thing too. Like, I can't lose nothing. I done lost it all. Cause mind at this point now. And I'm skipping over, so I done got locked up. I was, I'm, got born out of jail. So now I done got to go back and forth to fucking court, do this community service bullshit, do that shit. They done put warrants out for me. I'm going through all kind of shit, bro. I'm all kind of shit. So now, mind you, and every day I'm still, what's good? How you doing? You all right? Yeah. I'm, I'm still being people go to. 
people still come to me, venting to me. I'm helping them out. Not one time did any one of them say, hey, Saint, you all right? What you going through? How you feeling? What your mental at? You cool? And I'm still being that person for others while not even being that person for myself. So I'm, I'm still doing everything else while still dealing with this shit on a day-to-day. So the granddad shit, that shit was dead too because in my eyes, I'm like, all right, fuck it. Yeah. I stopped calling, stopped everything. I just, I just deaded it. I just deaded it. So moved to Atlanta. And honestly, bro, I'm going to be real with you, dog. When I moved to Atlanta, bro, that's probably the most peace I ever had in my life. I was in Atlanta for like two and a half, three years. That's the most, bro, when I tell you, dog. Just because you didn't know anybody? Nah, it was just simply, I was, I just was stress-free. Like, I just, like, even though I was still kind of like, damn, I ain't, it wasn't the pressure from my mama. Oh, so, and I'm sorry I keep skipping all over, but it's a lot to unpack. Listen, we can take it. But, so this how she found out. <laughs> so, I go home. Uh, this is like Christmas break. I had just, I've had moved to Atlanta probably like, yeah, I moved there in December 2011. So Christmas come around. Um, I go home. Me and my mom in the kitchen talking. And I forgot how I said this shit, but I was just like, I moved to Atlanta. Just like that. And she like, what? I'm like, I moved to Atlanta. She like, so you just, you left school? I was like, yeah. Bro, that day, my mama stopped talking to me for a long time on everything. At that, boom, mm-hmm. abandonment. This already like five times now. Now, granted, I knew I was prepared for that because I knew how much she valued education. I knew it was going to hurt her. Yeah. I knew that. Yeah. But I had to do what was best for me. And let's keep this in mind, too. I had to do what was best for me. Not sometimes realizing when you're doing what's best for you, you're hurting and dragging somebody else down in the midst of that. It took me a minute to realize that. So that happens. She find out I'm in the A, I'm in Atlanta, boom, boom, boom. So mind you, in Atlanta, though, I'm kind of at peace. Because now she know, so that's pressure off my back. She know now. Even though she cut me off, she know. So that was my whole thing. All right, cool. You know. She know. Um, I'm in the studio. You know what I'm saying? At this point, I'm um, watching how you develop an artist firsthand. Um, I met all August Alcina. So at this point, I met all. We in the studio. I'm just, I'm, I'm around everything that God has ordained for me. So now it's like, once again, God will give you the tools you need. So I'm seeing everything just kind of flourish for me, but not in a sense of like, now I just got buku money, or now uh, I'm signing deals, and nothing like that, but it just kind of flourished as far as this. In alignment. It's an alignment, and this is how you do it. If you're going to do it, let me show you how you do it. So I learned a lot, and Atlanta also, I learned a lot about myself and about people. It taught me a lot. So, fast forward, now I moved from Atlanta, now I'm in the O. You got to stop fast forward. Now I got to fast forward because it's it's gonna all connect. That's why I'm fast. It's gonna all connect. So now I'm in Orlando. Um, so uh, oh, and stage two was a band, was identity. First was abandonment. Stage two was identity. We got to that part. I gotta so, slow you down just for five seconds. I'm still stuck on this girl thing. So from Tallahassee, mm-hmm. which we all know has the babies, 
Atlanta, mm-hmm. and you just not, you know, no girl, no girl, in Atlanta, no anywhere. Like no. in the story, you, you ain't. Well, for one, Atlanta used to scare the fuck out of me. That's number one. Um, yeah, I, I, I always, I had already told myself from the jump, I ain't dealing with nobody in Atlanta. Straight up, like the stories I had heard and shit. I'm like, nah, let me just play it safe. So not one of my exes. <clears throat> Now, at this point, my last year in Atlanta, um, which was crazy because I actually had just met her right before I moved from Tallinn. So I probably met her like a month or a couple weeks before I moved. And like, I'm thinking like, man, she ain't finna, that shit dead too. We ain't finna keep a contact. We kept a contact. So my last year in Atlanta, we was pretty much together because I ended up moving back to Florida. So when I moved back to Florida, now boom, we done locked in. Um, so I'm still, I'm still dealing with my mama not really speaking to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, she really, real did just, like, cut me off. So I'm still dealing with her not talking to me. Biological parents, we kind of, we ain't really got no relationship. It's weird, yeah. it's weird as fuck. Um, it was weird even saying, hey, ma on the phone to my biological mom. That shit was weird as hell. Because it was funny, because, like, when I first met her, I was calling her by her name. And she felt the way, but it's like, I don't know you. Yeah. What you expect? So I'm dealing with that. Mom's cut me off. Um, so then I moved to Orlando, get a job working at UPS, still trying to figure it out. So I end up moving in with Mom Dukes to kind of help her out too. Um, so I'm helping her out, getting her straight, make sure she's good financially, whatever, whatever. Um, and in the midst of that, mind you, she's still, now we kind of speaking a little bit, but the relationship odd as fuck. Mm-hmm. It's odd. It's off. It's odd. Would have been better if she just didn't speak to. I hate I hate awkward like weird vibes like we forcing it at this point like. I ain't gonna say, well I wouldn't say that. Um, I just wish we would have understanding. That's it. Mm-hmm. I'm saying like once you get understanding, it makes things smoother. But like I said, what I would do when when it's an issue, I'm just quiet. I ain't saying nothing. So, but in the midst of all that, I'm coming home, cause my mom would like talk, she like to talk on the phone a lot to her friends and stuff. So I'm coming home and she like on the phone, like bragging about other people. Oh yeah, such and such doing this. Oh yeah, such and such, they doing real good, they doing that. Oh yeah, whoop, the whoop, the whoop. That shit fuck with me heavy cause in my eyes, I'm like, man, I'm right here in front of you. I know I ain't do what you wanted me to do. I know dropping out of school, it was the biggest disappointment. I hurt you, but damn, you ain't proud of me for something. You ain't proud of me for standing on my own as a man. You ain't proud of me for not being in and out of prison. I ain't got baby mamas running around. I ain't got a bunch of kids. You ain't proud of me for something? That shit fuck with me, bro. Heavy. Heavy, heavy. So I'm still doing the music. Now I'm doing my unplugs. I'm still doing all kind of shit. And it was crazy because, like, I'll invite her to certain things. Some things she, well, for the most part, she wasn't really fucking with the music shit, so she never really yeah. honestly supported it. But she did try to understand. But it, then it just got to the point where I just wasn't telling nothing I had going on because I knew she wasn't going to understand it. Yeah. She looked at it as a waste of time. Because she felt like you trying to do something that a thousand niggas trying to do well, you could have went and got this degree, da-da-da-da. Yeah, I could have. But that's also, look how many, a thousand niggas got degrees and they struggling. Thousand? And I'm not saying... A thousand doctors. I'm not saying that there's nothing wrong with that. 
You know what I'm saying? We need doctors, lawyers. We need um, engineers in the world. We need these type of people. But you got to know what works for you. I knew what worked for me. And on top of that, I'm coming. My mom was born in, who raised me, she was born in 1948. My mom was old school. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? So I'm battling that too. Like, your generation versus my generation. And she not trying It's a major disconnect. She not trying to, she not trying to hear that. Yeah. So, how you cope with all this? Because that's why I keep bringing up the girl situation. Because a lot of men, especially black men, who we're primarily talking to right now, like, that's how I'm hurt. Let me go find a shorty to make me feel better about myself. Let me go find someone to stroke. You know, you know what I learned about that, bro? And now we can get into that topic. We come across the greatest women when we the most toxic. Why That's a, that 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 alone is probably why I probably self-sabotage some great relationships that I could have had with some great women. Because I'm trying to fill a void. So since I'm trying to fill a void, I'm not, as a man, I'm not really fully ready. You know what I'm saying? I just think I am. Yeah. I'm trying to fill that void. I'm trying to find anything or something to hold on to to make me feel like, okay, I'm enough. Because for a long time, I felt like I wasn't enough. You know what I'm saying? Situations, relationships, friendships, shit with my mama, like, Biological, all that, like everything made me feel like, damn, I ain't even, I ain't enough. Like, damn, I ain't, I ain't enough for you to fuck with. Like, now my mama who raising me kind of making me feel that way too, cause she's so mad at me for dropping out. It's damn, I'm like, damn, that's all that I have of me was school. That's the only thing that made you proud of me was the fact that I was going to school. If I never went to school, what, what, you know, then what? What would you be proud of me about? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So it was just. It, it, it became hard, man, and not getting that love from my mama, not getting the hug from my mama, not even um, sometimes a simple kiss on the cheek from your parents do it for you. Man, that shit, I ain't getting none of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, the shit had completely shifted. So um, going back to relationships, man, I, I just, I had to realize where I was wrong in a lot of that shit, man, and I, I know, bro. I, I fucked up some good shit, bro. I fucked up some good shit. But I don't... Like, I try not to live with regret. I just try to understand my wrongs and, and right my wrongs and move forward, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, and, and understand the role that I played in it. Understand the role that I played in it, dog. Like, mm. How did you cope during that time? Um, staying busy. I was in the studio a lot. Um, this one, I'm, I'm, I'm at Jersey at this point. Notepad, Tony, all my producers, June. So I'm in the studio heavy, like working nonstop, shooting videos. I just kept busy. That's really what it was. I kept busy, and um, I just got tunnel vision, which was probably another one of my problems too, though. I, I try to, to cope with shit. I try to stay busy, and I put off other shit that's important to others. You know what I'm saying? Like. It's a, it's a few things that I could have did a lot better. Communication was one. Like I said, I just never would communicate how I really felt. I was just rolling with that shit. So. You need a break or we go? Nah, we keep going. All right, <laughs> So at this point, have we made it to Orlando yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in the old now. All right. Orlando. Orlando is not 
Atlanta. Wow. Mm-hmm. How did you make that transition? Uh, it like there was much here for you. You seemed happier in Atlanta. Yeah, I was happy. Um, honestly, the craziest part, but I didn't have shit in Atlanta, and that's when I was most happy. I ain't had no car. I'm catching the. I ain't even know Atlanta had a fucking like subway till I moved to that bitch. Like the Marta train station, I ain't know nothing about that till I moved up. So I'm catching the bus. I'm catching the train there. Well, um, I just it was time. That's really what it was, man. It was it was God pushing me like, okay, you done you learn what you need to learn here. Now let's go apply it. When I came, when I moved to Florida, bro, I, that's really when the real work started. That's when the real work really started. I did my first mixtape in Atlanta. Then when I came here, it was just back to back with it. I done met Ig, like I said, I meet Jerry's in the studio. Um, so now we just working. I'm just I'm talking about now I'm flourishing as far as the craft. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm getting recognized with the music. Now it's, okay, who is Saint? I see this name. I hear his music. Okay, who who is this? Now it's getting to the point where it's like, I'm I'm kind of, I'm manifesting my dreams. Now I'm living in it. So that was that, was that point in Orlando. Um, then, after that, boom, I lose my grandma. Big blow. Because my grandma was like, the only person, honestly, who never, I'm talking about never put no judgment past me, never showed disappointment in me in any way, even if, even with the school shit, like, even if she felt the way she never said it, and she never brought it up, like, she would still treat me the same every time she saw me, big hug, thousand kisses, love, you know what I'm saying, like, and that's what I needed, you know what I'm saying, that's really, that's probably really another thing that kind of kept me pushing and really had me not so far off the deep end was because I had her. Mm. She was giving me everything. So it was like, man, it's all I needed. So everything that, like I said, going back to the beginning, what God take from you, he'll replace it. So I ended up losing my grandma on December 1st, 2019. That shit, that shit hit. That shit hit, because now I'm like, fuck. The only person who really was showing me an abundance of love, now she gone. And I'm in a relationship at this point. So now, it's like I say, now shit going on with my ex, um, I kind of closed, I, I shut off. I, I got closed off to her. And it wasn't no purpose. And it's crazy, bro. I remember, I'm going to tell y'all this story. So me and her was kind of, we going through it a little bit. Not not so much as far as like, we not going through it as far as no cheating shit or nothing like that. We just kind of going through it because we both trying to figure out the communication. Because she in school, she in the pharmacy program. So she got a lot going on. She working super hard. She trying to balance out that life because that pharmacy school shit, that shit ain't easy. It's tough. So she trying to manage that, manage the relationship, you know, still manage being a friend, being a girlfriend. And she's a, you know, she's a daughter. So she, you know, just the whole life thing. So now at this point, I done lost my damn grandma. I'm shutting everybody out. So I never forget, she, she called me. She was like, um, we need to talk. I was like, yeah. I was like, um, come see me. We can talk in person. So I'll never forget, bro. She literally told me, she was like, if you're going to break up with me, just do it now before I get done. And I'm like, just come. Once again, not really communicating like I should have. She come. We have a conversation. And um, I still not really saying what I really wanted to say because I ain't want her to leave. I just wanted her to understand. But I can't get the fucking words out. 
So I'm fighting against it. So now she taking it as, you don't want me. And that wasn't even the case. So, I, bro, literally, I, we was in my garage talking. So she kind of just like, all right, well, I'm gone. And she had to drive back to Miami. So when she get in the car and leave, bro, I'm talking about I broke the fuck down, bro. I'm talking about, and I couldn't say, I wanted to call her so bad and just be like, come back. Like, I was saying it, but I wasn't calling her to say it, but I'm saying it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because once again, I feel like I'm being abandoned. Even though I had to realize, and like I said, I had to take accountability for my role in that. Because all I had to do was just communicate. But I'm so used to taking the L's and getting punched and getting, you know, them counter punches like a boss. I'm so used to them bitches that I'm just like, uh, fuck it, what's next? Uh, like, so now I'm just stuck in the space of not saying what I should say or what I need to say when I need to say it till I get in here. So when I go in the booth, I'm telling every fucking thing. Everything. Bro, when I did the record Kiss the Sun and I said all that shit I said on that song, bro, from Kiss the Sun, Binge Thinking, I'm trying to think what other records I got where I really talk about it. Um, Dearly Departed, certain records, bro, I would have never talked about that shit just in person. But I put it in a song. You know what I mean? It's, I'm talking about Kiss the Sun. Them situations from like 08, some of them new, some them some super old, but I, I just I was ready to talk about it then. So I just put it in the song, but I would have never told nobody that shit just one on one. That was my problem, which is why I wanted us to do this. Because it's important for us to start recognizing shit can't wait till tomorrow. Some things can't wait till next week. Some things can't wait till the next month. We gotta address this now. I would have saved myself a lot of heartache had I just addressed this shit right then and now. If I'd have just told, I know if I'd have told my ex at that time, look, this is what I'm battling with, and she knew some of it, but had I really told her, I think she would have, she would have, she would have just like, right, baby, I got you. We're going to do it together. But me not communicating, not saying what's really what, now I done lost her. So that, that shit alone is, is, is what did it. Um, then, not getting back to my mom, so I'm just, I lost my grandma December 1st, 2019. What is it, August? Mm, no, so December 1st, 2019. So now October 2021. 20, we fresh out the, we pretty much like fresh out the pandemic and shit. Mm-hmm. Shit not open back up a little bit, now niggas back outside. I never get, I come home. And I look, cause my mom would always sit in the same spot um, in the living room, like in the couch. She always sit in the same little corner of the couch. She never, big ass couch. She always sat in that same spot. And like when you come in our house, uh, the way we come through the garage and into the kitchen, you look straight ahead, boom, you can see her. So I never forget, I looked at my mom and I realized her neck, like, was again like, you know, like she losing weight. So I'm like, damn. I'm, li- I'm talking about little bro, on my head, I say, damn. Her neck getting small. I ain't thinking nothing of it, though, because she getting older. So I'm thinking, okay, her diet changing. So time going by, she getting smaller. It's not, like, super drastic, but it's definitely noticeable. So then it got to the point over time, she start falling. She can't get back up. She literally calling me on the phone like, hey, can you come pick me up? I say, Mom, where, where you at? 
I'm on, I'm on the ground. I can't get up. I'm going down. I'm picking her up. Once I get up, she can move. But I'm like, Mom, what's going on? Oh, nothing. It's just my, uh, I think my back, my saddle nerve. Some is, is just, I don't, I don't know. Just my saddle nerve. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be all right. So I'm, I'm knowing, like, I'm still like, nah, something, something going on. But I'm not really pressing it in the beginning because I'm believing what she's saying. So I'm like, all right, you know, cool. So more time going, still getting smaller. So now at this point, me and my sister having a conversation because she, my sister brought it up. She was like, hey, mama getting smaller. I was like, yeah, man, something going on. I don't, I don't know what it is, but she not saying. And on top of that, now my family kind of getting concerned because now nobody, well, first off, they couldn't see each other because all of them was older, so the pandemic, yeah. nobody wanted to get sick or whatever. So now... Um, they kind of getting concerned, so they asking me what's going on. I don't know really. I don't know shit. You know what I'm saying? They thinking I'm trying to keep something from them, but I really don't know. I'm like, nah, I don't. I don't. I know something ain't right. I just don't know what's going on. Then it got to the point where now she can't get out the bed. So now I gotta change my mama, feed my mama, clothe my mama, all this shit. Never thought I'd deal with this shit. On top of the fact that she, the relationship still not the same. You gotta keep this in mind, now. Going through this shit, and the relationship still not the same. This is my mama. This who took me in and raised me. So I'm going through this shit. Long story short, it come one night. I got um. I'm not gonna get into detail exactly what happened, but I gotta call the hospital. Hospital. The ambulance come get a boom. Uh, I'm with her that night. She like, all right, you take me home? I said, Mom, you can't go home. I'm like, they got to keep you. They got to run tests. No, nah, I want to go home. I want to go home. I said, Mama, I can't. You know, I'll be back in the morning. I'm, I'm going to be, before I go to work, I'm coming right here. She was like, you sure? You, you, you promise? I said, I promise. Because my mom ain't like to be alone either. So I come back the next morning. So the doctor, they run the CT. Well, the doctor come in. They had ran the CT the night before. The doctor come in. He said, hey, Miss Fraser, how you doing? What brought you in? She looked at me. She pointed at me. She like, you got to ask my son. So he asked me what happened. I tell him what happened. So then he asked her. He was like, you been in any pain? She was like, yeah, my, it's my side of nerve. My back be, um, been hurting me. And he was like, well, I'm going to tell you right now, that's that's not a side of nerve. He was like, you got dots all over your body. These dots indicate cancer. So... First thing I did was I wanted to see her reaction. Like I wanted, I looked right at her. I wanted to see what, cause in my eyes, if I go to doc, I can go to Dr. Mar, bro. I go to Dr. Mar and they tell me, hey, Mr. Frazier, you possibly may have cancer, bro. I'm, I'm gonna break down. I'm like, nah, don't tell me that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Especially if it's, it's, um, this is news to me. This, I, you know what I'm saying? Like I came in here for something simple, whatever, whatever. So I'll be distraught. So she wasn't. I'm talking about her face was just. No reaction, like just blank. So off top, I'm like, uh, you been knowing this shit. You ain't say nothing. That was literally, I'm like, damn. The whole time? Like I've been asking you this whole time. Like you, you that upset with me that you, these years later, man, years later. Like if me and my mom had that conversation, I'm like, look, mom, the school shit dead. This is years later. This shouldn't even be a topic. You gotta get over that. I'm you gotta get over that. Because at the end of the day, what the degree was supposed to do? Make more money, right? I'm still taking care of you, ain't it? Yeah. Every time you ask me for something, it's there, right? Yeah. So what's the problem? 
I'm giving you exactly what mine. As long as I'm taking care of you, you ain't got to want for nothing. You straight. It shouldn't. It, and, and on top of the fact that if you know I ain't out here getting it illegally, now that would be different if you know I was a drug, you know what I'm saying, doing whatever, whatever. You know, parents, my own brain, that drug in here. That's different. But if you know I'm out here working and I'm still taking care of anytime you need something, it's there, bills is paid, you have no issues. That one I'm like, you ain't, you you felt that way that much that you couldn't even tell me you were sick. And I had to find out, find out like this when well, you could have just told me. You could have just told me because had she told me, I would have made sure we took the necessary steps. It's like, and I'm still, mind you, in the midst of all this shit. While she's sick, like while I'm taking care of her before then, before I even find out what's really going on, I'm still being kind. I'm still being courteous. I'm still giving back. I'm still greeting my people. What up, brother? You good? Da, 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 da. Don't nobody know I'm going through hell, dog. Home don't even feel like home. I'm in a fucking shelter. This ain't home to me. This stopped feeling like home when my mom switched up on me. To be honest. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm feeling like I, I fuck I wanna be here for. I'm in a shelter. Mind you, I'm still I'm doing, I'm battling all this, and I'm trying to be with my ex at the time. And I can tell her, but I can't really tell her because you got you got both parents in the in the crib. It's like me coming to a counselor or whatever, telling them my problems. But at the end of the day, after I'm done telling you this shit, you can go home and go to sleep good at night. I still got to deal with it. And get paid. So that's how I looked at shit. And that's another reason why I probably never said what I should have, because I felt like nobody could relate. Even though that's the only thing I had to learn. I had to understand, like, look, man, you just got to get it out. So in the midst of all that shit, I'm still dealing with um, I'm still dealing with um, just finding out what's going on. So let me get back to it. So yeah, find out about that. So they was like, oh, we're going to do the MRI on Monday. Wednesday, we'll have the results back. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm at the hospital every day, every day. Before work, on my lunch break, right after work, I'm at the hospital all night. I'm talking about the first two, three nights, I actually stayed the night. I wasn't even supposed to because I actually used that. They were supposed to kick me out after 11 or whatever, but I ended up staying. But then every day after that, they ended up kicking me out. So, like, I'm at that bitch every day. So, Monday come around, she do the MRI. Wednesday come around, we find out the results. It's me, my mom, my sister, and her. Doctor come in. She like, yeah, um, it's stage four lung cancer. So, I say, okay. I'm like, first thing that come on my mind, I say, how much time we got? She said, it's looking like three months. This was Wednesday. Sunday night, 10, 20, my mom was gone. You said three months. That's three days later. How we go from three months to three days? And if you, if it's, if you've never lost a parent, and it's me and Godflow was talking about it because he actually told me about somebody he knew that lost him. He was saying how they he saw the, the change in him. Yeah, you 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 completely no longer yourself. Mind you, I'm still coming off of my grandma. So this really a year and what, four months later? This not even two full years. Cause my grandma passed December 1st, 2019. January 2020, boom. Mom, March 27th. 
So it probably probably like two, whatever. But it's still back to back for me. It could have been might as well have been two. And I'm and I'm I watched my mom. I held her hand and I watched my mama take her last three breaths. When she took her last three breaths, I took mine. So now all of me is pretty much completely gone. And I'm still dealing with the pressure of still not really feeling wanted and the fact that we ain't really get the I ain't really get to have that conversation when I wanted to. I Because by the time Wednesday came, yeah, Wednesday we found out, Thursday. Okay, so really, she completely stopped talking about Friday. Because by then, the cancer had, it's really just that detrimental. You know what I'm saying? And honestly, I, I, me personally, I had thought she was going to end up passing that Friday, but she held on. So that Friday, she completely stopped talking. The last thing I heard my mama say, bro, I'm in the hospital that Sunday. She passed that Sunday night. The hospital, I'm in her during the day. Last thing my mama said was she called out for my grandma's name. She said, mama, mama, my stomach hurt. That was the last thing I ever heard my mama say. She, she wasn't saying nothing before then. That Friday, that was the last thing she said, and she didn't say nothing else after that. But that's kind of when I knew, too, like, yeah, it's about that time. You know what I'm saying? But, but I'm, like, I'm just dealing with a lot. Dealing with a lot. So, and me and my ex at that point, me and my ex kind of back in communication, um, kind of back on it in a way. But I just got so much on my mind. Now I got to plan a funeral. That's hard. You know what I'm saying? I got to pick a plot. I got to pick a tombstone. I got to make sure what's written on there need to be written on there the correct way. What she going to wear. How the funeral going to go. All this shit, bro. Mind you, my family acting funny. In my eyes, they acting funny. Come time for the funeral, niggas want to take pictures and be, like, lucky go happy with their mamas. And I understand, like, you know, funerals come around. It's a, it's pretty much a time for a lot of family to come together. But I just felt like, bro, y'all got to be considerate, my nigga. Fuck is you taking a picture with your mama for my mama in the casket, nigga? Don't let, man, take that shit somewhere else. I don't need to see that shit. Then we in the family group chat and y'all putting all the pictures y'all took in the group chat together. Come on, man. You see what I'm saying? Like, and they don't, un- like, I'm dealing with so much shit. You stronger than me. At one time. I ain't about to be in no group chat with y'all. I took myself out. I took myself out. But it's still, it's still, mentally, I'm just. You heard. And, uh, and even before this, nigga, I already contemplated suicide a couple times. Now, I knew I wasn't going to physically do no harm to myself, but I'm just like, man, let me just go to sleep and never wake up. That's it. I just want to go to sleep. I don't want to wake up. I don't want to wake up. It's how much pain I'm dealing with. This is the severity of it. It's so much pain. And as black men, man, this is why I say we had to have this conversation because think about how many people feeling like that, bro. The same way a woman wants to wants you to kind of know or wants you to um they don't really want to tell you what 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 to do and they kind of want you to figure it out you know what i'm saying i don't want to tell you i want you to bring me flowers nigga you should already have that shit on the seat when i get on when i get in the car you pick me up from work but it's kind of the same way with men like i don't necessarily want to tell you what's wrong but just be here I might just want you to sit next to me. The most basic human desire is for you to give a fuck. Yeah. Give a fuck enough to not know what's going on, but still 
pull up. Mm-hmm. Oh, Saint, Saint off a little bit. Jay off a little bit. Man, and the fact that they'll try to normalize you after that, bro. After I lost my mom, bro, like, I'm talking about niggas knew I needed time, but people were still... Oh, just come here, you know, oh, just do this, let's do this, let's do that. And I understand they was trying to help. Cause in their eyes, they just trying to get your mind off it. They trying to, you know what I'm saying? They don't wanna keep abandoning. Yeah, or they don't wanna keep like they don't wanna keep feeling like, yeah, like you different or whatever, but bro, you'll never be normal after that. And that's all I wanted. I just needed people to understand, like, look, man, after coming off of all this, I ain't normal, bro. Like I'm not just I'm not. The regular me, I'm not that guy. Do something for me. Define normal. Like what? What is? I mean, I guess it's based on your definition. Like what other people consider, what somebody considers normal. I don't. What was normal for you? Shit, taking L's. That's normal. You see what I'm saying? Like for some kids, okay. To a child who's grown up in Malibu, California, parents got bread. They um pretty much got everything they want. That's normal life to them. They don't, like, they probably really not used to hearing no, you know, if they want something, they not tied 10, they probably going to get it. They not really used to the work ethic of, okay, you got to work for this. They not used to that. You know what I'm saying? They even know, to the, let's even go further, they know when their parents pass, they, they inherited a whole business or something, some of that aspect, or some money. They inherited something, you know what I'm saying? Right, it's something being left to them, you know what I'm saying, that they looking forward to. Um, I know I don't have that. Even after my mom passed, bro, like like I said, we're going to keep it a buck, we're going to keep it a buck. Bro, and that was another thing, dog. You got bills now. Bills, bro. Debt that was left behind. Shit wasn't in order. Mm-hmm. No will was left. No trust. Bro, so I'm dealing with all this pressure. Like, it's back to back to back to back. But in the midst of this, what I'm still doing, turkey drives, back to school drives. I'm still giving back. I'm still, and that's when you know you got God in you. That's how I found God. I always knew who, I always had a relationship with God. Everybody got to have their own walk with God. That's when I found God in the midst of my demise, in the midst of the pain, in the midst of the hell I was going through, the fact that I was still able to do for other people, to able to give back, the fact that I became the most compassionate, the most kind, the most giving in the midst of all that, that's when I had knew I found God. And that doesn't mean when you find God, everything just wipes away from there or your life is now perfect. I'm still battling mentally because I'm still, um, now I have to be used to not walking in the house and seeing my mom and I gotta go visit her in the graveyard. So now I gotta deal with all this. So it's a lot, but man, honestly, bro, like it it took me a minute to understand and to learn what God was taking me. You know what I'm saying? And I, I understand like everybody has to go through what they gotta go through in their life, however they however they go through it, however it manifests, to hopefully recognize and understand this is God speaking to you. You know what I mean? Like, man, I had somebody tell me one day, my homegirl, she was like, if we lose you, we lose the world. And I, I was like, damn. That shit was deep. Like, I'm like, damn. Because she was like, I be worried about you when you be downtown. She was like, you always by yourself, too. 
She like one thing about you, you move by yourself. She like, but I be nervous for you because niggas be jealous. She like, people do crazy shit. You you know, you know what I'm saying? She like, you a stand up guy. She like, even in the midst of, you know, the respect that you do get and the way people love you, niggas be jealous. But I already always knew people love me for the moment. They love me for what I'm able to give to them when it's been beneficial to them. They don't love me for what I've been through. If you really love me, you gotta love me for what I've been through. Cause I still don't tend this whole time. I never turn my back on nobody when niggas turn their back on me. I never talk down on a nigga when niggas talk down on me. I never, um, when people tried to ask me out, when I wasn't dealing with uh, ex or something at the time, when I wasn't dealing with certain people, how they'll try to forget about you like you never existed. Like I still extended my hand to people who I hadn't spoke to in years. I still extended my hand to an ex that I knew was here and ain't had no family here. You know what I'm saying? Thanksgiving, hey, my God, mama cook. You need something, you want to come, boom. It wasn't, I never did it for us to be back together, no shit. That's just courtesy. That's just kindness. That's just yeah, yeah. me being who I am. That's how, like I said, that's how I knew God was in me. Because I was still, I mean, it's easy for us to be cold-hearted. It's easy for us to say, oh, no, fuck that nigga. Oh, man, fuck her. Even if we was wrong. Even in the midst of us being wrong, we still be like, man, fuck that, that'd be straight. Knowing we done did wrong by that person. Yeah. But I'm, I was always able to, you know, find who I was and know the core of me, man, is, 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 I gotta go through the fire for other people to be, to, to be successful. You know what I'm saying? Like I was always the glue and the plug to something. I was always, okay, if you don't if you don't believe in me that much, that's fine. You know what I'm saying? I believe in me enough. And I still believe in you. I've always helped push other people's shit to the forefront, even if it meant putting me on the back burner for a second. That's always been me. Always. Because I got, um, like I said, I was kind of already used to feeling like I wasn't enough. So I was just trying to find my place in other people's situations while trying to hold my own down. So. Just for the record, because I know it's a lot of cameras in here, I'd yeah. also be worried about you, but only because <laughs> your, your chain is real. That's, that's the only concern I have. Man, look, let me tell you something. <laughs> a nigga try me on that level, we're gonna go buy his mama a black dress. That's all I'm gonna say. We gonna, yeah, we gonna, we get, we gonna have to buy his mama a black dress, and I don't want to do that because we talking about, you know, what we talking about. I don't want to, I don't want to be that guy, but I'm just saying, bro. I do want to ask um, about forgiveness. Yeah. I hear pain in your voice, of course. Um, have you forgiven your mother? Yeah, 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 and I, and I, I really. Um, like, I had a talk with, with my mom before she passed. Um, she wasn't able to speak back, but she was able to shake her head. So, like, I, 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 think, I think she got an understanding. And honestly, bro, I really, my mom, I think she knew in the long run she ain't really have to worry about me in the end. You know what I mean? Like, she know, like, her son gonna get it. Like, she know, man, her whole thing was she just wanted to see me graduate. I get it. I get it. And that's, you know, I wasn't able to grant her that, but I wasn't able to grant her. Like, you ain't seen me walk across the stage, but you saw me on stage in front of hundreds of people at an unplug. 
I might not have walked across the stage with a degree, but I walked across the stage with my pride and I walked across the stage with my craft. That's big to me, man. You walk across stages for a living. For a living. Look, exactly. <laughs> for a living now. So, you know, I feel most... That's why I always... The music was always my go-to. That's where I can release. That's where I can be myself. That's where I can release the pain of my voice. That's where I can release everything, man, and and, and just feel empowered. I love it. That's, that's why music always was that for me, bro. Like, I can just be me 100%. I can just be me 100%, bro. I don't gotta worry about nothing else. You know what I mean? Nothing else matters. When I'm on that stage, bro, I'm blocked off to the world, man. I'm blocked off to the world. So, but I had to heal, bro. I had to heal. Um, I had to understand the role I played in a lot. And um, I refuse to take those same cycles into the next year with me. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's really just recognizing who you are as a, as a man, as a person. And it's not a... It's not a destination to get to. It's a process every day. It's a process, most definitely. There most is no definitely. Field. Yeah. Every day, every time you leave the house, you're going to get a scratch. Yeah. You're going to get a bump. You're going to get a cut. Yeah. It's, it's, it's part of this life. I'm glad. Um, I'm glad you're able to forgive your mom because. No, for sure. And I, like I said. Like I said, I hope she forgave me too, man. Like it ain't, it wasn't just, and that's how I saying the role I played. You know what I mean? It, it ain't, it wasn't just, it wasn't just her. It wasn't just all on her. You know what I mean? Like, and like at the end of the day, I love my mother to death, man. She took me and she raised me. We didn't always see eye to eye, but once again, looking at it from her perspective, I put myself in other people's shoes. You know, she she wanted the best for her son. You know what I mean? And and and, and you know, side. one thing I can say, like she definitely made it known, like. She told me she loved me, you know what I'm saying? She was, she was safe for sure, like, man, that's my baby. You know what I mean? She just wanted to see me do something um, that she wholeheartedly had her mind set on me doing, you know? And I don't blame her for that at all. I just wish she would have kind of understood my reasoning and tried to understand me as far as my career choice and the path I chose. That's why I say parents are weird, because it's like, he listened to you talk about your relationship with your mother. I'm grateful that I have a relationship with my father because he was always in the house. It was mm-hmm. that he wasn't around, it was that he didn't give a fuck, he didn't care. But when parents get scared, they reason and go out the window. Right. So like, right. my biggest issues with him were always based in, I don't understand, I never understood his emotion. Like, I'm a crier. Mm. I never seen that man cry, but like, mm. he go to getting mad, he start hitting stuff, he start, but because he's afraid, like, I don't, the older I get, the closer I get to his age, the more I understand how scary life is. And like, you have a child that you would give everything for. Right. But you can't, I can't protect my child from going outside and, and evil finding them. Mm-hmm. From making a wrong decision that, that puts them in a situation. Yeah. Like, it's, it's hard to reason when, when emotions get involved. Mm-hmm. Even even when you, when you mentioned her not sharing um, her situation at the hospital, like, do you really feel like she was keeping that information for you or she just didn't know? No, nah, I think she knew for sure. Um, she but, did move fast. Once, once they get to the hospital, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. the and hospital that's, is death, bro. And that's the thing, too. Um, well, I believe she knew within a certain amount of time, but me knowing, me knowing my mother and how she was, 
I do think she was probably in denial about it in the beginning. Yeah, um, trying to tough it out. Trying to tough it out. And then one thing, hey, look, I'll say this right now, bro. She ain't complained one time. The whole time, man, she did not complain. She didn't complain one time, man. I'm talking about she went through the whole process, no chemo, no nothing. She wasn't taking no medicine. She was just fighting it. Mm. She went. She went. She went down to fight her. Like she ain't complained once. But yeah, she definitely. She knew. Um, she wanted to go out the, her way, man. That was it. She wanted to go out the way she wanted to go out. Um, she was definitely a prideful woman. She didn't want nobody feeling sorry for her. She didn't want nobody, you know, probably just coming around just because she was sick. You know what I mean? She wanted. I definitely believe she wanted people to remember her, how she always was, and that was real vibrant. Um. She loved to get dressed up. Boy, my mom was a boy, talking about fashion. My mom made play, and she was a Delta on top of that. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, she was a stepper. My mom's mom was a stepper. So I know she wanted people to remember her in that light. And, I, and when I thought about it, too, myself, I was angry for a while. But when I really thought about it, once again, put myself in someone else's shoes, I might not have said nothing either. When I think about it. What is this? Yeah. I probably wouldn't say nothing either. I mean, to say, yo, I fall and I can't get up. Mm -hmm. Like, that's, it take a certain level of. And I know she, man, I'm, I'm pretty sure my mom probably tried to get up 20 times before she called probably me. Probably an hour before she called but, me. Yep, like, before she called me, yep. So, that's stuff we take for granted, like, yeah. rolling up and getting out yep, of bed. Yep, getting out of bed, like, walking. Got to the point where she couldn't walk. So yeah, simply just walking, man, the little things. And that that's also what made me um feeding yourself, taking care of yourself. Appreciate, appreciate my position, man. Like the fact that we were able to wake up in the morning, we could see, feel, hear, we can we got instinct. You know what I mean? We able to um we able to be in, in tune with our emotion. We're able to um feel emotion. You know what I mean? Like you watch a movie, sometimes certain scenes, it moves you. You feel it. You know what I mean? Just think about a blind person who can't who can't see that. Mm. You know what I mean? Like think about the person who can't hear. They 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 will never know how a simple bird chirp brightens up your day. Like so, I look at life and I really um, what we take for granted. I learn to truly appreciate it because we don't know when it's our last day. Have you forgiven those family members? Yeah, I forgive, but I, I separate myself. You know what I'm saying? I, I forgive them. I ain't got no beef with them. It just, I just, I see people for who they are. I see people for who they are, and um, I see people for who they are when you don't, when you don't care to change. Like I said, I've hurt feelings. I'm not perfect. Um, I, I haven't said, you know, when it comes to communication, I wasn't the best communicator. It's a lot of things I could have did different. Um, I could have saved certain relationships, but. Um, I always, I always tried to be better. You know what I mean? I wasn't never perfect, but I always, the core of me and who I am, brother, you'll never meet nobody else like me. I know that for a fact. I know. You'll never meet anyone else like me, bro. Like, and it's not, it's not cocky. It's just simple that God, God lives in me in a different way. Like I said, bro, the fact that I'm still, I'm kind, bro. Like, the, the people who cut me off, man, niggas who switched on me, people who just act like I ain't exist no more, the fact that I'm, I still extend my hand when I feel it's needed, because like we talked about in our last interview, I don't do what I have to. I do what's necessary. Mm -hmm. 
It was necessary for me to go back and feed my community. It was necessary for me to go back and get those kids school supplies for the year. You know what I mean? Getting ready to go back to school. Like, it's necessary for me to... Um, to help somebody. It's necessary for me to give a piece of me. Every time I do an unplug, I'm giving a piece of me to the people. That's necessary because, like I say, the sacrifices I make can help push and move somebody else to the next level. You know what I mean? Like, that's what it's about. It ain't, a, it ain't about just you. It's not about... We already live in a selfish world. Why, why not help somebody else, even if it's something small. You don't gotta mean nothing major. You know what I mean? Like, even if it's something small, simply checking on your people, simply just saying, hey, bro, you good, everything all right, you need some, or even, hey, let's go get something to eat, let's go chop it up, like, whatever. Like, you never know what somebody might be going through at the time, and then, you know what I'm saying, you just came through. Like, it was times when I didn't know where the fuck my next meal was coming from. Dead, bro, anything, bro. I probably was thinking earlier that day, then what the fuck I'm eating, I ain't got nothing to my name. And somebody could have texted my phone like, hey, I cook, come through. <laughs> Simple as that, bro. You just never know, man. And God, that's how I knew God always showed up for me and God always had his hands on me because no matter what situation or position I was in, he always made it possible for me to get what I needed. Every single time. Every time. Not one time has he really left me. Even in the midst of all this pain I felt, even in the midst of losing my grandma, losing my mama, he was he still made a way for me to make shit happen and handle shit that we were supposed to be handled. Every time. So, you know, I just wish, like I said, man, I just wish I communicated better with certain people. But hopefully they understand. Shit, you communicate well with me. <laughs> <laughs> And I know you're not the same, buddy, because I appreciate ain't it, a lot of dudes in the city that can get me out my house on New Year's New Year's Eve. Man, I appreciate it, bro. All the way to Winter Springs and, and, and chop it up like this. Not only that, <laughs> getting God flow out. Look. This is the first time I've seen God flow in person. For real? That man's like a ghost. I see hey, him on man. Instagram. He got the flow of God in him. Something like that. I'm telling you. You bring what beast with you it. Bring, you bring interesting people around, around you. And and I. I appreciate you for being who you are. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you. I feel like the last conversation we had, we dipped our toe in. I don't even say we scratched the surface. Yeah. If 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 it's a, if the deep end of the pool, we may have stuck a toe in. I feel like now yeah. maybe we stuck a foot in. Yeah. There's more conversations to be had. No, for and sure. I appreciate you being willing to have them. I appreciate for sure. you. I appreciate you, bro. Um, I'm not going to hold you. My parents are... Pushing 60 at this point. Mm-hmm. Every day I'm terrified. Yeah. Yeah, my mom was uh my mom was 73. She didn't look like it. But um, yeah, she was 73. So I know I know how you feeling. Um like there are some nights I don't sleep because of that fear. So for my benefit and for everybody that watches this uh footage after us, what advice do you have for us as we because it's inevitable. Y'all human. Um, Life is is not a permanent thing. So what advice would you have for us? What 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 word do you have for us? Don't stay in those dark rooms forever. We human, man. We we go up and down. 
but don't 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 beat yourself up too bad. Um, you know, I was I was angry with God for for some time. You got to break that. You got to break that. Like I said, I had to learn. I learned how I found him. When I, when I didn't realize how I found God, because like I said, I always had a relationship with God, but having a relationship and finding God are two different things. So when I realized I found him, him, her, however, um, it hit hard. It really hit hard. And I'm, I'm holding on to it. Like I said, I'm not... I'm not perfect. I'm still going through things. You know what I mean? Like, like I said, I don't mean life don't. That don't mean life stop. You know, that don't mean you find God. Everything gonna be peachy. Because honestly, and me personally, bro, I feel like God drugged me. Like I feel like no, for real, bro. I feel like God was really like, okay, God, I'm finna, I'm finna, I'm gonna show you, and I want to see how much faith you're gonna keep in me. Mm. You know what I mean? When when you down and when you out, when you don't know what's going on, when you and your thoughts, when because your mind is the devil's playground. Mm-hmm. When you in your in them dark, deep thoughts, I want to see how much faith you're gonna have in me. And no matter what, bro, I always did my best to keep keep my faith in God. So the advice I can give, man, if you don't find God, however you feel, I don't I don't get super deep into the religion thing because it's a touchy subject for a lot of people. But I know it's a God. You might call him something else. They might call him Allah. They might Buddha, whatever. Find who who or whatever it is, a higher power that you can tap into um, that can put a positive life on your life, on positive light on your life. And, and, and go from there. That's all you can do, man. We're not perfect. Like I said, this was all about, this interview was all about uh, communicating and really getting off my chest what needed to be off and unpacking what needed to be unpacked. Um, and I got a long road. But, you know, my story is still being written. The rain came and the wind blew, but my house was built on God. Shit. That's a word, ain't it? I, I know there's a God because I had to cross Silver Star to get here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? For real. I said, God, yeah, man. Carry me. Yeah, man. That's where it's at, man. And to anybody, you know, like I said, I hope people forgive me for whatever hurt I may cause them. Um, I probably wasted time, I probably wasted, people probably feel like I wasted daytime, and that was never the intention, man, like, ever, ever the intention, so now I gotta live with, it's like, going back to the ex, bro, I probably gotta live with, you know, seeing the next nigga treat her better than what I could, but that's the sacrifice we make, you know what I mean, did it have to be that way, probably not, but with every decision come a consequence, I gotta live with that, everything happened for a reason, everything happened for a reason, I gotta live with it. I gotta live with it. The part about it is, she probably watching it. You could probably still send some fire. Let me not say that. (laughs) But, um, watching you from a distance, Uh getting to know you in these these past few months, I see the growth. I, maybe I didn't know the old you, but I know the new you. And, um, he's a a faithful black man. He's a good guy. I appreciate it, man. Honored to know him. You know, so I appreciate it. As we count down these last few hours before 2020. Yes, yes. Yes. I'll let you have the last word. Um, well, we're going to wrap up, you know, in the 2022. And what you just said, you know, the old me. The old me was, I'm still me. Like, I never, I was just way more quieter. That's it. I'm still, I've always been this. I've always been this person. I was just way more quieter then. 
You know what I mean? I just didn't speak on a lot. Um, but I was always who this person who God ordained me to be. I'm in the conversation business, so. Yeah. If he wasn't trying to talk, we probably wouldn't have met. You know? No, for sure. For sure. For sure. That's fact. But, yeah, man, um, to everybody, in the year off right, 2023 is about to be a breakthrough year for a lot of people. Um, I'm going up. Campaign going up. Hilltop. Godflow going up. The Go Hard Show going up. Jerry's going up. Everybody in this room is going up. Brother, you going up. Um, so it's all about breaking cycles. You know those cycles when you see them. Mm-hmm. We grown enough. We all know them. We know them before they even hit. If you see it coming, you know you don't need it. Try to break away from it. So that's what it's about. Um, be better, whether that's a better um, father, better mother, person, brother, son, daughter, anything, parent, whatever it is, be better at what you're doing. Let's be great. Let's start um, holding ourselves accountable. Let's stop feeling entitled. Um, let's do better for the next generation, man. We got kids looking up to us, for real, for real. Let's do better for the next generation. Um, and like I said, man, find God however, however that suits you. And always remember the name, Saint. I love y'all. Ladies and gentlemen, the man, the legend. Probably had to get that. Get right. Appreciate it. That one's for the books, man. Something like Situation. I can fix your situation. I cut them bitches off when the ball drop. New year, new money, then the call drop. New year, new money, let them drugs drop. Cut them niggas off when the ball drop. Cause them real niggas ain't hate. And them hating niggas ain't real. And baby, I can help your situation. Cutting off hoes when the ball drop Ride with my woes till the casket drop Quiet for you suckers, hair pin drop I buy this motherfucker like the price drop Shorty back it up, let the ass drop Mommy killing them till the tear drop Bitch, I'm on fire, need to stop drop Nigga, this the flow that got your artist drop Heard he was a rat, heard he dumb drop Hit him in the head, watch the body drop Dollars coming down like raindrops New year, new money, nigga, ball drop The heels can't lose